This episode is sponsored by Caddyshack Bistro, your favorite new watering hole. Located next to Crust Pizza Company on Spring Cypress and Champions Forest Drive in Spring, Texas. A place where dreams come true. The finest spirits, wine, and tasty food. It's where the locals go. Use code BEERNERD20 to get 20% off your next order. Seven thousand years. That's how long the battle between Eternals and Deviants has raged for. You think I'm a movie star? Well, I am. But I am also... an Eternal. I can change a rock into water, and turn a rock into wood. I present to you the plow. You have a very angry family. Very nice, sir. Are you mental? Hide! We need action sequences. I thought we'd kill them in five centuries ago, but we will it back. Is, is this a deviant, sir? Yep. <laughs> it's a beautiful creature. What? This? This? No, it's hideous. You've never had one try to bite your head up. Well, that was very moving. Now that Captain Rogers and Iron Man are both gone, who do you think is going to lead the Avengers? I could lead them. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a Another great episode of Three Beers in an MCU. Extended. Name still pending. <laughs> I am your host, Bernie, or Burn Appetit. And, not like always, I'm only joined by one co-host today. The other one made like the bad guy from Ant-Man 2, his favorite movie. And he made like a ghost. He's not here tonight to join us. That's okay. We still got the other co-host. This man likes to finger bang like Kingo and also fist like Gilgamesh. Please welcome to the show, Dwayne. Say hello, Dwayne. What? (laughs) Hello. It'll make sense when you remember what movie we're doing. Uh, We have a special guest this week. You may remember him if you heard him from our wet-ass Popeyes episode of Burn Appetit. Please welcome back to the Three Beers Extended Universe, Josh. Say hello, Josh. Hello, Josh. I promise I will be more, uh, less vulgar this time around. Uh, well, I mean, I just started up the show with a fisting joke, so <laughs> you can a finger guess where the bar is <laughs> according to that. <clears throat> we like it vulgar on this show. This isn't the regular 3BAM. This is After Dark Special, baby. <laughs> Um, so Josh purposely picked Eternals, I think, um, 
which was very interesting. You didn't? No. Was you, this, this was just like the next available one, maybe? I think so. I think, no, yeah, when, after we got done wet-ass Popeye's episode, you're just like, hey, can you do the Eternals episode? Yeah, well, someone has to fucking do it. Yeah. <laughs> no spoilers for how we feel about this movie. But uh, uh, before we jump into the movie itself, we have to go around and say what we're drinking. Baylash, as our guest, you get to go first. Okay. What are you drinking? I'm drinking uh, Einstock Icelandic White Ale. Ooh. You know what? I've had that. Good. I've had that in um, in Disney World, Epcot, in Norway. They had that on draft. <laughs> I kid you not, and the only reason why I recognize it is the logo was part of the, the tap handle, and mm-hmm. it was that exact white ale, too. It's I had good. it in Iceland, yeah. It is great. That's funny. And uh, I assume you got three of those? And I per, got... Per rules of the show? Yes, I do, and I got more chilling in the fridge. All right, let's try to get through all of those bad boys, because <laughs> this, this movie's a rough one. Dwayne? I, already, I already got a head start. <laughs> Perfect. Dwayne, I have the uh, Left Hand Brewing's Peanut Butter Milk Stout. Mm-hmm. Pretty disappointed. Aww. It doesn't taste like peanut butter. It, it tastes like raspberry almost, or yeah, some kind weird. of. Yeah, it's weird. I'm not uh, not happy that I have to drink multiples of these, but I have <laughs> yeah. six now. Well, speaking of not being happy with what they have to drink, it's canon on this show that if I walk into the store and I see something fucking stupid, I'm buying it, baby. <laughs> no questions asked. Today I was in Walmart. Uh, picking up some like snack stuff. I forgot like Pop Tarts and stuff at the grocery store, and looking for the new Pokemon game, as all thirty-five-year-old men do. And I saw at the front of the store this guy. <laughs> this let me back out so it can actually be in full frame. This is a thirty-two-ounce Miller High Life can. It is Ooh. ginormous. This thing is so ridiculous. Ridiculous. Um, let's play a guessing game. How much do you think this costs? One ninety nine. Lower. Seventy nine cents. Higher. Split the uh, ninety nine. We're gonna have to like split the difference here. It's a dollar seventy five. Dollar seventy five. Yep. Those are alcoholic prices, baby. I mean, I know how you could definitely become an alcoholic if you can get one of these for dollar seventy-five. Well, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was the drink of choice for the hipsters before PBR was the thing. Yeah, it's not good, but <laughs> it's a champagne of beers. What are you talking about? Yeah, I hate Miller High Life. We used to drink that all the time in high school and stuff, and <clears throat> not a fan, but. I saw the stupid can. I literally walked through the front door and there was like a display of like chips and shit they're trying to get rid of and then a bunch of like beers. And then I saw this thing. I was like, are you kidding me? Is that right next to we Foster's oil Natty drum Light? can too. What'd you say, Baylash? So was that before we discovered Natty Light? Uh, No, I, th- I think uh, there were certain people that High Life was their drink of choice so they would always bring it. I don't want to name drop, but uh, I don't remember. So 
Yeah, so, all right. I think we've wasted enough time before we get into this oh, nearly three-hour uh, movie. <laughs> um, we'll uh, try to not make this episode three hours, but eh, no promises. Um, you two ready to go? Yes, sir. Ready as I'll ever be. I won't be able to see you because uh, I got my notes up, so I just assume that everything's ready to go, and... Eternals came out in 2021. It was the 26th movie in release order. <clears throat> Not the newest one out yet. Newest one on Disney Plus, which is our requisite to uh, do one of these episodes. We wait till it becomes available on Disney Plus. So mostly, so I can um, take five hours and do my notes <laughs> while trying to watch it. Uh, I think it's frowned upon to bring a laptop in a movie theater, but. Um, the movie starts. Sorry, go ahead. I said, why would it be frowned upon? <laughs> nope, nobody's in the movie theater watching this movie anyway. So, bright screen, you know, clicking away on the keyboard, <laughs> asking the guy to pause it and go back so I can catch my notes. Um, the movie starts with some text exposition, so you know that's a good sign. They don't show you like they did in like Black Panther when they were doing the world building and stuff. They showed you. Nope. Too exciting for Eternals. We're just gonna do blank text, not no real music or anything, just text. Are we, are we gonna skip the uh, IMDb? Oh, you're right. See, that is a man who has listened to the show, calling me out on my shit, Dwayne. Long time the IMDb. Time. <laughs> the saga of the Eternals: a race of immortal beings who lived on Earth and shaped its history and civilizations. That's it. Okay. <laughs> the whole point of the Eternals was to not shape the uh, <laughs> civilizations, right? Yeah. It's just to keep them alive so they can shape it themselves. Correct. But whatever. Okay. They weren't supposed to interfere, right? Yep. Um, before creation, Celestials came. Erishem, the prime Celestial, created the first sun and brought light into the universe. Everything was cool till a... Um, uh, a special group of predators called Deviants came to feed on intelligent life. Erishim sent Eternals to deal with these Deviants. That's basically what the text said at the beginning. Um, we see the sun and then a sh uh, like a triangle ship flying past it. Uh, a robot thing comes <laughs> comes out a ball and uh, goes to the throat of Selma Hayek. Uh, then this cult in robes put their backs on this shiny wall and it changes their clothes into a um, like Power Ranger suits. They each get their own color and it's very nice. Um, a guy and girl walk up to the window looking at Earth from the distance and she says, it's beautiful, isn't it? And he says with the most dead emotionless face ever, I'm Icarus. <laughs> she says, I'm Cersei. And it was this exact moment in the theater. I was like, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> we might be in some trouble. Um, Baylash and Dwayne, what were your thoughts on this uh, little opening sequence here? Go ahead. Oh, well, when it opened, I'm just like, because uh, I don't really know much about the Eternals either. I just know they were created by Jack Kirby because he was basically 
heartbroken over his DC run of the new gods getting canceled before he could complete the story. Mm -hmm. So when he came back to Marvel, he created the Eternals and that was like all I knew about him. So I'm sitting there trying to learn and figure out, but then when that scene <laughs> that you just described, I was like, how appropriate that uh, Rob Stark is is uh, attracted to someone named Cersei. Yeah, a lot of Game of Thrones and Cersei stuff um, uh, messing with your mind off the bat. What did you think of um, the guy who plays... Um, Icarus and his early acting in this. It's just so robotic and bland and oh my god. Well, I thought Dwayne. like oh Dwayne, okay. Sorry. What's that? I, I, what did you think of Icarus's acting right off the bat? I mean, whatever. I mean I, it's the beginning of the movie. I'm you know, you're hoping for more. Okay. It's a little cold, but whatever. I guess they are. Well, we learn what they are later, so it makes a little sense. No maybe. spoilers. What is wrong with you? No spoilers, man. <laughs> All right. So then it cuts to 5000 BC, Mesopotamia. People are fishing, minding their own business. Then a purple alien dog just comes out of the water and just eats it, dude. Um, just as it's about to kill this uh, little kid, Superman uh, shoots it with his laser eyes and starts to fight it. Um, another one comes to kill the kid from behind and then the flash grabs him and speeds away. <laughs> uh, they save some more villagers. Kumail starts finger blasting one of the deviants. Um, he uses sign language. So we know that the, the flash girl is deaf. Uh, Iron fist punches one of the dogs and wonder woman comes in and slices and dices. Iron Fist is my name for Gilgamesh. Because no. <laughs> he, he just... I guess, that, yeah. He forms that like... I guess he kind of is, right? Yeah, he's basically Iron Fist. <laughs> and yes. uh, uh, Angelia Jolie is basically Wonder Woman. Um, oh, yeah. The ship becomes visible and the rest of the pussy Eternals come down to the surface, the ones who can't fight. Um, there's a kid one, a machine guy... And an ugly one that controls minds. So those are the rest of them. Um, <laughs> Ajax is their leader, we find out. She has the power of healing. Um, Cersei turns the stone blade into gold metal, like a gold metal one. Um, and then we get the Marvel Studios logo. So that's Cersei's power. She can... Um, change elements I guess yeah. yeah I guess I don't know how else to describe her powers other than <laughs> changing <laughs> elements so right off the bat Baylash who do you think is the most powerful Eternal right off the bat you have to go with the RC Cola Superman Icarus Icarus okay. yeah but then you know and we, we're going to get into it but it doesn't make sense later on why you would think that and why people would be fearful of him. Okay, easy on the spoilers there. Um, <laughs> Dwayne, do you agree? Icarus looks most powerful off the bat. I think, I think so, just because he's like Superman. But then you see, see uh, Gilgamesh. Yeah, I was gonna say Gilgamesh like, or um, Athena. Yeah, 
We don't know Lynch. any of their names right now, by the way, other than Icarus, Cersei, and Ajax. Um, but yeah, I mean, she's supposed to be like like a super warrior, right? They refer to it throughout the whole movie that she's like one of the greatest warriors. Right. So, I mean... Yeah, that's when like, you know, when relevations come about like later on in the movie, why it doesn't make sense, why they're fearful of one over the other when they have her. Yeah, whenever there's a bunch of them. Well, yeah, I mean... <laughs> and, and with what we learn, why wouldn't they... They'd all have to all help right, each easy. other. You know, easy. not like... We'll discuss, we'll discuss it when, when time comes. Let's right. settle down. We got an hour or two and a half hours of boring shit before we get to that part of the movie. <laughs> um, like this scene. It cuts to present day London. You like that segue? Um, we see on a billboard uh, art um, billboard thing because it's like one of those Times Square-ish looking things. It says, artifacts that shaped human history. And the picture is a blade from the, the last scene that Cersei turned into like a gold medal thing. Cersei is now wielding an iPhone. Nice little um, close-up of the logo. And takes a picture of it for her Instagram account. She goes to a museum where we see deviant bones hanging from the ceiling. She sees Jon Snow teaching a class of children something. Um, not quite sure what he's teaching them. <laughs> Reading poetry or some shit. Um, Cersei was supposed to be teaching this class, but she's late. She's t- She was supposed to be teaching about apex predators in a balanced ecosystem. Even this fake class seems boring as fuck. <laughs> 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 as fuck. <laughs> um, all the kids see Cersei and Jon Snow fuck basically in the middle of the room. Uh, <laughs> Cersei bores the kids about apex predators some more, and then a giant earthquake happens. Uh, a big uh, shell fossil is about to fall and murder a kid, and she just touches it, and, like catches it, and turns it into sand. And then the scene just ends. <laughs> There's no like scene of like, oh my god, what just happened or anything. It just literally just cuts away to the next scene. It was so bizarre. And the next scene is just a dog eating garbage. <laughs> and it sees a deviant in the water. And then it cuts away from that, too. <laughs> it's like, it's like yeah, the like, weirdest sequence of events ever. Like the deviant um, and the dog make eye contact. And the deviant's yeah. just like, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Goes back underwater. They can breathe underwater. Did you guys know that? Um then we get the pleasure of watching Jon Snow and Cersei dance like white people for a little bit, so that was fun. Um, are you, are you claiming dudes... they don't have rhythm? <laughs> it didn't, didn't look like it. Uh, some dude is hitting on a girl, and we find out it's actually the, the little kid. She can shapeshift, I guess. Well, she can, She's she can Loki. Project. Yeah, she can project. Yeah. Uh... She has the powers of Loki, basically. Yeah. Um, she has a look of loneliness in her eyes. Um, you can tell that it's really bothering her that she's obviously still like a, looking like a kid from 5000 BC till now. Um, it's We find out it's John's birthday. Um, I don't think they've said his name yet in this movie. Dane, maybe? Yeah. 
They said Professor Whitman in the um Yeah, I know it's his last name's Whitman, but like I'm waiting for the actual movie to tell us what his name is. I think I think they might have said it. Um I just refer to him as Jon Snow in my notes. So um, Cersei gives him a ring from the Middle Ages with his family's crest on it. It's probably not important. Um they kiss. John is pressuring her to move in with him. John asks her if she's a wizard like Doctor Strange, which I thought was funny. <laughs> Uh, he tells her he's noticed things like water turning into coffee if the waiter ignores him. And Sprite said her and her ex broke up a century ago and that he can fly. <laughs> so that's pretty pretty dead giveaway that something's up. I would well, he's it. a pilot. Now, my next question for you guys is, did your guys' movie look dark while watching it? What do you mean? Like the even the daytime scenes? I mean the I like nighttime. The night, the night scenes and stuff. The night scenes were like really dark. I had trouble seeing shit. Yeah. That that's <clears throat> what's in my notes. Baylash. Um, you know, I don't I didn't really notice that too much. I figured it was just part of like the way that they shot it. These are the things you have to be noticing. I know. Well <laughs> one thing I did notice with the rewatch on Disney Plus that I didn't pick up in the uh, movie theater was the uh, like when they got into like the beginning credits was when they were playing Pink Floyd. I didn't notice that in the theater. Does that mean something for the movie or you personally or no, I just, I enjoy Pink Floyd. So (laughs) just just a fan. Yes. Well, obviously not. If you didn't fucking notice it the first time, Uh, that's what I say to you, sir. Um, touche, touche. <laughs> uh, this I could not see what was happening in this next like nighttime scene when they're like strolling around the river or whatever. Um, and so I have Dolby Vision on my TV, and I have it under Dolby Vision Bright, and I still couldn't fucking see what was happening. But lucky for me, nothing was. So um, Sprite and Cersei go on a stroll to gossip while John walks far enough ahead to where he can't. He can't hear their very loud conversation about their secret lives. Um, yeah, that's basically all it was. Was they were like uh, Sprite was telling Cersei, like, "Hey, do you love him?" and all this other shit about you know, like trying to like be like, well, "You have to tell him. You got to be honest with him." And Cersei, like, trying basically going against it. Yeah, it was just. Lover's quarrel gossip, I guess. Um, a deviant has morphed out of its dog phase. It walks. Uh, Cersei's plan to battle this thing was instead of fighting it alone in this quiet area where no one was. <laughs> to go to the plan, streets? Yep, to bring it into the <laughs> middle of a busy street with innocent people everywhere. Uh. <laughs> I was like watching this. I was like, why is she doing that? That's like... Oh, you, would, you would figure, like, how like how old are they? Like, 7,000 years old? Yeah, like something like that. They've like been around for, like, 7,000 years. Like, they would know better to take the battles away from civilization. Yeah. Towards it. Yeah, I don't under... Like, she had plenty of room down there to fight it. But, like, she doesn't... Like, her powers aren't really set up for fighting. You know what I mean? It's more of, like, no. a defense thing. Um. Sprite, um, her she's pretty much defensive too. 
she makes a bunch of herself in Circe to confuse the beasts as they try to like walk away. And then out of nowhere, Superman shows up. Oh <laughs> yeah. Thank God. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Bus flips and she turns it into rose petals, which I gotta admit looked pretty cool. Yeah, that yeah. was a nice shot. Um not cool for the people in the bus that turned into rose petals because well, there was nobody there. No, the driver came out. The driver came out of the pile, so I think they're saying he was the only one on the bus. He, the bus wasn't filled. He was just driving him. Well, that's convenient. Um, uh, let's see. The Deviant can heal now after being lasered by Superman. Hmm, whose power was healing? Is this some sort of foreshadowing? I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure it's unrelated. Um, he lasers it twice and it falls into water. And then this this part drove me insane. He shoots it, it falls into water, and then everyone just pretends like it's not it's still gone. like right there. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even like give it a second look. Like, is it dead? Like, you know that stupid scene like where they're waiting to see like bubbles come up if it's breathing underwater. <laughs> None of that. They literally just like walked away. Once again, they're thousands of years old. You would think they know better. Especially because he just watched it heal itself, too. Yeah. So, right, one little right. laser and falling in water. Like, it was so bizarre. There's so many bizarre things this movie does. Yeah, this is like, this is just like, you know, we're like scratching the surface of what my biggest issue I had with the movie was. But we get into that later. Oh, we'll dig up that surface, sir. Don't oh, you yeah. Well, we're going to get to the core. <laughs> Mm. This, maybe there's a celestial hatching inside that core of yours. Something's hatching. <laughs> um, Cersei then has to explain to Snow who they are, why they are there. Um, he asks her why they didn't fight against Thanos or in wars. She said they were instructed not to interfere with human conflicts unless deviants were involved. There's a key word in that being human conflicts. So. Well, you guys, uh, you guys know like Thanos is part deviant, right? No, he's one of the celestials, or uh, what you call it, or like an eternal. He's like an eternal, right? Because yeah, that other dude's also, his brother, right? Yeah, but he also has um, the reason he doesn't look like a pristine like model like the rest of them, and why his face is all like I forget what like Deadpool said in Deadpool two, but. Uh, you know why his face looks like a like a ball sack? It's because he's part deviant, according to the comic lore. Oh. And why he's like shunned by like the Titans on Titan because he's not only eternal, but he has some deviant in his blood as well. Hmm. But I don't Ooh, think they're God. following comic lore on. Yeah, I don't think lore. they'll they'll even mention that. Um, Cersei and Icarus were together for 5,000 years. Can you believe that? And then he went out for cigarettes and never returned. <laughs> um, they figure out something is happening to the Earth. Big clue, the worldwide earthquakes. <laughs> that was their big first hint. Uh, oh, and the Deviants being back. <laughs> um, they now have to go on a quest to find the other. They were, they were frozen, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, they all, um, so Icarus, Cersei, and Sprite 
are in like their apartment or something and they all look at each other and they say, all right, well, now we have to do the plot of Justice League and we have to spend the rest of the movie going around and finding everyone else on the team so they can help us with this. And they're like, oh, okay. We have DC powers anyway. We might as well just make Justice League. <coughs> Great. Uh, they want to go to Ajax first, but before that, we have to cut back to Babylon. Eternals are saving another village from Deviants, and uh, this is a nice opportunity to for everyone to take turns showing off their powers and stuff. Now, my other question, I said, who is the most powerful? Who do you guys think has the lamest powers? Uh, probably Cersei. Okay. I, I, I can see how hers could be useful in the right situation. Seven up. I mean, Sprite. Sprite? Oh, good joke. Uh, yeah, hers are very. I think it's Kumail. I think his powers are freaking stupid. Wait, you don't like? I mean, they are pretty lame, but at least he can zap things. Yeah, I don't know. I just he's so worthless in this movie. (laughs) He's got the spirit gun, and then in the beginning fight, didn't he hit the Hadouken? Uh, I, I don't think he never really does anything like that. I know he does the spirit bomb once, but it's more of like a he just like pew pew with his little fingers. It's <laughs> so incredibly lame. But we'll talk more about Kumail later. He's so fucking useless to this movie and everything. It's <laughs> ridiculous. And yeah, it's like a toss up kind of between him and Sprite. You would think that they would do something where their powers complement each other. Like they they need each of them to yeah, like cover, team do up. something. Yeah, yeah like individual like, team ups. Yeah, like yeah. they need Ajax. Like when they're going through their history, they need Ajax for whenever they get wounded. Yeah, you know, and but, then like Icarus. But uh, even like a fight scene where like Gilgamesh is like back to back fighting with Cersei and. He punches something, and something like a deviant like is throwing a giant boulder at them, and she turns it at the last second into sand. You know what I mean? Like, like showing how they like complement each other, but yeah. they don't. It's just one on one fights. Yeah. Like uh, I think they could have done more with that. Like make them a team. Like make them have to be together, right? Like there has to be a reason they're they're, they're never they're... they're never a team in this movie either. No, <laughs> it's all just scenes of one on like individual stuff. Right, like, because it does, like, we'll get into it later, but when things in the plot happen, like, what it doesn't make sense the reactions they have to the consequences. Yeah, yeah it really doesn't. Because they never establish that, that teamwork, that family that they say they are, you know? Yeah, I agree 100%. Um, you know what else doesn't make sense? Why the only communication you can have with a celestial is through a ball that comes out of your throat. <laughs> but that's how she does it and uh, she tells or sorry we're back at Ajax right now yeah. she tells Ersham that she noticed something special about this planet and this and this time and then he cuts her off and says don't get attached to this planet focus on your true purpose um, She the, the, there's another big point of this movie that drives me nuts I have it in my notes we'll talk about it later but like this whole idea of like humans being special because they love and like 
Like that never happened in all their. Well, shit. I don't want to get spoilers. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> um, forget, forget what I said. It probably did. That's why there's another thing they do. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll talk about it later. Uh, Fastos. She sees Fastos. He's the uh, the buildy guy. Oh yeah. Uh, he was, oh, those were pretty lame powers, by the way. I forgot about him. Well, he, <laughs> at the end of the movie, he's pretty yeah. fucking powerful. Yeah. Like True. um, yeah, because he his powers like turn out to be very effective on what their mission is, though. He's up there for one of the most powerful because yeah. whenever he invents the things on his hands to shoot stuff, like he, he like if you're doing the Justice League comparison, he's basically the Green Lantern of the group because of all the constructs he makes up. True. Yeah. yeah. Good yeah. point. Pretty much. Not but cool he's a whiny though. little bitch, though. <laughs> oh yeah they all are jesus sure. christ i mean half of them are but some of them like as things play out you see where they're coming from though yeah they they do establish that within the plot of the movie like you understand their motivations right sometimes right sometimes. um he's trying to make a uh an engine and she gets mad that he works all the time and wants to, and wants him to live a life um uh, but they all decide it's too soon for humans to have engines, so he invents a plow instead. Like, ha 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 ha. <laughs> you know, they're not allowed to in- interfere in conflicts, but they're allowed to do this kind of shit. Well, they need uh, they need the intelligent energy. Come on. Well, we don't know that yet. <laughs> um, Sprite puts on plays for villagers. Thena is pissed because she thinks they're cowering behind walls instead of fighting more. Makari is Flash. That's her name, Makari. Um, I refer to her as Flash in the movie, though. Uh, in like my notes are just going to say Flash. Um, she's uh, <laughs> this is thirty minutes into the movie, and we're just finally learning these names. By the way, <laughs> first time they've said Makari. She's looking for an emerald tablet. Uh, um, she's trying to trade info for it. Uh, we, and they never really explained why she wants it, right? Yeah, they don't. Or really what it is. Yeah. <laughs> but she wants this tablet. Um, they tell her it's a myth. Mind control guy stops a drunken brawl. So we learn his kind of what his powers are. He he, he could be up there for the most powerful, honestly. Uh, yeah, most powerful against humans. Yeah. Um, it doesn't work against deviants, though, so it's kind of pointless. <laughs> True. Um, yeah, like his power and Sprite's power don't work against deviants, and their whole purpose is to eliminate the deviants. Well, Sprite can confuse deviants by making like clones of herself, like multiples, but she can't like <coughs> fight. She can't physically fight them. Yeah. Um, Ajax tells Icarus to go get his dick wet, um, which is easy because uh, Cersei can turn ground into water. <laughs> 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 you get it? Uh, he tries to hit on Cersei, and it is like, oh my god! I loved him as Rob Stark. He is so terrible in this movie. He's yeah. like, he's a robot. He's like very like, didn't you? Yeah, he is. Yeah, like like a man. <laughs> he's, he's like the Manchurian Candidate. No pun intended, but he's robotic in this movie. Um, he's kind of. 
like like a, a cross between a Manchurian candidate and like Norman Bates. Because when the Ajax tells him to like tells him stuff or like looks at him, he's like, "Yes, mother." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Speaking of bad, this is probably the worst sex scene in the history of cinema. <laughs> well, if we're keeping if we're keeping in continuity with y'all's show. And all the shots you take at Dwayne, I'm sure he couldn't contain himself during this scene. I know, it was Dwayne style. <laughs> Three-pump missionary, baby. I mean, it, it is a PG-13 movie, though. I mean, it's only so much you can do. <laughs> um, it Icarus, was like the most, the like... <laughs> it was like the most unpassionate, like, loveless, like... <laughs> it was so, like, awkward and, like, weird. Like, why is it in the movie? Like, these two, they're, they're supposed to show, like, this thing of these Eternals, like, falling in love. But there's, like, no chemistry between the two or, like, connection. It's just, like, ugh. Yeah, it also touched on, like, something else, like, with this movie. I remember hearing before the movie even came out, like, oh, this is the first movie with a sex scene. This is the first movie to feature, like, um... What gay couple gay couple this is the first it's like they instead of like trying to make sense with the plot they just wanted to tick like a lot of boxes off and like being like this like you know inclusive kind of a thing it was uh just is i remember watching it in the movie theater like uh <laughs> yeah gross um cuts to 400 ad they get married destination wedding in india uh, and then they cuts immediately back to present day south dakota like it's just like these weird cuts like did you have to cut back to see them like get married for literally the scene is like two seconds long and then cuts away well why do you think they chose india do you think it was because of the food <laughs> that's why i would yeah. um <laughs> It's probably the same reason why Ajax picked South Dakota. <laughs> In my notes, I have the India of America. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what that means. They, uh, they enter her house to discover all the doors open, no one home. They go out back and see her body laying on the ground. She's dead and gray. Mm, gray. Why is she gray when she's dead? Who knows? Oh, uh, have, you, have you ever seen a dead body? I've seen Vision's dead body, and it kind of looked like that. Because, mm. <laughs> um, like, real, like it's it's the loss of like blood flow. That's why like bodies, like when they die, like they're kind of grayish. I know, but this looked like like Vision dead, like Vision's gray body. Yeah. <clears throat> Remember, we don't know what these Eternals are yet. Sorry. Um getting ahead of ourselves sprite now figured out the healing deviant in london uh, must have taken ajax healing powers like no fucking shit <laughs> um the eyeball comes out of uh, ajax throat that's what i call it the, uh, like apple the apple ball the eyeball <laughs> you know the phone that communicates with erisham <laughs> get it the eyeball but it's not an eyeball <laughs> <laughs> okay, fuck you guys. <laughs> um, it goes into Cersei now, so she can talk to Ersham. 
he tells her it's almost time and then it cuts away <laughs> again. Uh, Icarus is instantly jealous that someone else is inside Cersei. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, he's so stupid. He tries to blame it on uh, Mad Weary, which is also known as foreshadowing. Cut to night or cut to fifteen twenty one. A giant war is happening. Humans killing humans. Eternals just have to sit there and watch it happen. Basically, they almost have eliminated all deviants from the planet. We find out the ugly dude's name is Druig. Uh, he's pissy and says Festos shouldn't have helped them with technology. Thena starts go- to go insane and almost kills Cersei. She's like fighting everyone. Oh, there's the bad weary that they were just talking about. <laughs> it's convenient. I love I love how you keep referring to Druig as the ugly one. <laughs> he is. He's an ugly dude. Yeah, just because that was uh, M- Mrs. B's favorite character. She That's one of her celebrity crushes. What? Yeah, um, I forget the actor's name, but she—that's like one of her cru- celebrity crushes, and she she loved that character. <laughs> oh boy! Okay. Yeah, we'll have to have a word with her. Um, speaking of ugly, I forgot that we also have some housekeeping things to do, and this is a perfect pause moment to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Mister Baylash, Captain America's dick—did it grow with the serum? Yes or no? And why? Well, absolutely, but I think the better question is instead of the D, what about the Bs? Because is the super the super soldier serum is that an anabolic? What? No, his balls. Is the super soldier serum is it more of an anabolic steroid or is it more of like HGH? Yeah, we've discussed this before. Um, the the most popular theory is that the balls would have shrunk, like steroids. Um, yeah, yeah, that's what I think too. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think he was already hung. <laughs> so, oh, you're, yeah, that's the, the skinny man theory. Yeah, <laughs> I think his body grew grew into his penis, <laughs> not the other way around. You know, I think to put because like how you explain the skinny man uh, theory is like you were saying like you know like growing up. You know, in gym class, when you everyone was changing to the locker room, you said like all like the skinny guys were rocking hogs. I think you should. I think you should put. I think you should name names to put some pride on those. Gentlemen. <laughs> give, give them. Give them a little street cred on the show. Yeah, I'm a uh, hard disagree with that. I'm not <laughs> going to uh, start naming hogs, dropping hogs on the show. They know who they are, and they know what they're packing. A better to drop hogs than drop logs. Um, speaking of hogs, the next question is: <laughs> What Avenger body do you like the most? <laughs> was that the question? Yeah, the Avenger you want to fuck the most, basically, the, is the best body, but no females. <laughs> oh, obviously, Thor. I've already yeah. established that I think it's Thor. Perfect. I agree. All right. Glad we <laughs> housekeeping could pause. done. Yep. I'm glad we could pause and get that housekeeping out of the way. No, what about do you guys no longer do the F Mary kill? I think we only did that once or twice. Oh, okay. we yeah. We only did that during the Spider Man because they did it. Um, oh, okay. Gotcha. Spider Man. But if you'd like to, you can let us know. 
<laughs> Go ahead. Fuck Mary Kill. Okay. Uh fuck Hawkeye to see how much that arrow bows. <laughs> Good. Um, weird. Mary Vision. Okay. Because yeah, because like of WandaVision, he's just like the seems like the perfect spouse. <laughs> okay. And then kill. <laughs> Probably kill Ant Man. <laughs> it doesn't really serve a purpose. Okay. Rami will be devastated at this. <laughs> Scott will be happy. Yeah. Scott, if Scott were here, he'd be pretty pumped. Shout out to Skay. <clears throat> Shout out to Rami. Um, if there's only one man who can stop Thena, that's Iron Fist, and he knocks her the fuck out. With <laughs> the biggest donkey punch to the back of the head. Then he do like a, a like a yeah, sidearm, like a whole sidearm on her. I right? He was, I thought he punched her in the chest. Uh, I think like he hit her in the back of the head, her. didn't he? No, I thought he just slammed her to the ground, like bam. Yeah. Uh, I thought he, I thought he like haymaker her. Yeah, like he like whacked a mole with like a hammer fist. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ajax wants to erase her memories and start over, but Thena says no. I want to remember my life. <clears throat> Druig starts boohooing and stops uh, the humans from fighting. Uh, he says, "If you want to stop me, you have to kill me," and he leads like this zombie arm- army away. Uh, Iron Fist says, I'll watch over Athena, make sure she's okay. Slick way of getting to live with Angelina Jolie for eternity, I must say. Oh yeah, I'll watch this gorgeous woman for the for the next 5,000 years, sure. Uh, Aj- no, you guys disagree? Okay. Ajax says <laughs> oh, you can... Um, like, this is what I was saying like about like the motivations, because up to this point, you know, like their whole thought process is like we're cultivating this civilization into like you know into being into being this intelligent civilization. So all of them that aren't in the know think that they're basically you know like shepherding this flock, and that's why yeah. they're growing these attachments to them. So the reason why like Druig is you know so like boohooey and emo about it is because he gives a shit about these people. And he has to watch them slaughter each other and told, you can't interfere. You can't do shit, but you have to, like, you have to progress them. Right. Um, Ajax tells them they can all leave. Um, we killed all the deviants. Our job is done. You're free to go and live your lives. Which seemed so, weird, right? Yeah. yeah I don't know. Like, I didn't, I'm, I guess because they were starting to have conflict within themselves. I don't know. I guess, yeah. But it's just like, hey, um, right, you guys are done. Go home. Go do whatever you want. Did any of you guys also like kind of feel like there was a bit of like a little like an underlining love triangle between Druig, um, what's Lady Flash's name again? Makari. Makari, and then Kingo. I don't like Kingo. Uh, Kingo was involved in that at all. Because <laughs> I remember during like the opening battle, Kingo and Makari seemed like pretty tight. Yeah, hey, I think he was just talking to her. Oh, okay. I think you read into the Kingo part too much. Yeah. Definitely Druig and Makari. Oh yeah, so. for sure. Yeah. But yeah, I probably read a little too much into that, trying to make it more interesting than what it was. 
Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they uh, went to France and uh, looked at the Eiffel Tower, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, back to present day Mumbai. Kumail has a sick Indian dance number. Um, if only he spent all that time uh, he spent getting ridiculously jacked on how to dance. Uh, it would so much better. That's what I was going to say. He, We basically find out that all those thirst traps that he posted on the internet before the release of this movie were just for this scene. But it's not even for that scene because he doesn't like take his shirt off. He's just like... He just wants to show his shredded guns, bro. That's all. He's so pointless to this movie. (laughs) It's like unreal. He could probably do like 25 pull-ups in a row. Uh, Maybe. At least 30. But yeah, but but here's the thing. It wasn't like they were all like super jacked and like, you know what I mean? Like the Gilgamesh was fat. Yeah, and the science guy just no. That was like bulk, a normal dude. Okay. That was bulk. It's not fat. That's bulk. Yeah, he is kind of like a little bowling ball. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they're not all like incredibly jacked. There's no reason for him to do that, but whatever. They're filming a movie. Uh, we get to meet Kingo's valet, Karon Patel. Um, I like him. A, he, yeah, yeah, he's he, funny. Yeah, he's him. a good character. He knows he all was, about the Eternals. He was my second favorite part of the entire movie. Yeah, he's he's pretty much the best part of the movie in my opinion. <laughs> um, the I'll movie is it. called The Legend of Icarus, and Kingo is playing the titular Icarus. What I love how he like breaks the news to him. He was like, "I'm playing you." <laughs> <laughs> they uh, they tell him about Ajax and the Deviants. Caron uh, convinces him to go and help his family. So they take his private jet and make a documentary about it. Cersei teaches him about um, teaches Icarus about an app from China that steals your face and puts it into a Chinese database by convincing idiots how cool it looks when you look like you're old. Um, that's too real. <laughs> uh, no, okay. Kingo <laughs> pretended to be from a family dynasty of uh, Indian actors. Um, that all just happened to look exactly the same. Yeah, that all just looked exactly <laughs> the same. Um, they head to Australia next. There's a dead deviant laying there on the ground in the middle of nowhere. And then we see Thena and Gilgamesh. First time learning his name, by the way. First time they've called him Gilgamesh. And Is we it? are 50 minutes into the movie. Yep, I made, I made notes. <coughs> um... He makes an Alfred joke about Batman. Therefore, Batman exists in this universe. By the way, we're about 50 minutes into this recording, too. (laughs) Well, it's going to speed up here. If Batman exists, then DC Comics exists. Since Sprite made up the story of Icarus flying too close to the sun for the ancient Greeks, are we to assume that Superman is based off Icarus as well? And the Flash based off Makari? What do you guys think about that? I thought it was weird that they referenced Superman. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I can't see DC liking that. <laughs> like, or maybe they do. I don't know. It just seemed weird, odd. But what do you think if she made up that, and then like uh, Athena is Athena, it's Wonder to the Woman Greeks as well? Yeah. Do you think these 
we're all modeled after the Eternals. Something to ponder. <clears throat> of course. Athena's uh, doing a crazy person painting. It's of Erisham. She says everyone in Centauri 6 is going to die. They stop her crazies and then sit down to eat. Gilgamesh is making jokes. Um, he says he gave, he gave Sprite a drink that Odin gave him. A, a recipe after he helped him defeat Lofri's army in Tonsberg. Um, who Lofri is Loki's dad, so they were allowed to get into conflicts. Yeah, because um, they didn't as they guardian conflicts. Didn't they reference like he was with Thor when he was younger, or somebody did? Well, um, Kingo does next. He says Thor used to follow him around. Yeah, when he was young. So for some reason, they were allowed to fight as guardian wars, but not human wars. So I don't know why that's a thing, but. And why did they leave Earth to go to Asgard to fight? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, see, it's they just like say shit out of nowhere, and it's just like, wait, what? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> um, but this important detail is masked by laughter because Sprite changed his outfit into a baby outfit. So the first interesting development of the first hour of the movie is ruined by stupid jokes. <laughs> um, Icarus makes a, a comment how he could lead the Avengers, and someone says you weren't even chosen to lead us. And it's like, oh damn! You need to unmute. Okay, yeah, I was about to say real mature, real mature sprite. <laughs> way, way to prove you should be seen as a grown up. Yeah. That's, uh, um. Why didn't Thor mention any of the Eternals in his three movies when shit was hitting the fan? <laughs> he, he knew of their existence. They've helped him in past wars and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, It's almost like why did they never make any mention of Captain Marvel up until she her movie when her movie is basically like the reason why the Avengers are called the Avengers is because of her. Athena keeps talking about Centauri 6. It had massive quakes until the planet ripped itself apart and everyone died. Her disease is her memories collapsing on themselves. If you're paying attention, they're basically revealing the twist of the movie. Great. Uh, One of the twists. Wait, wasn't this a, was this a scene where he said, Icarus said he could lead the Avengers? The yeah. dinner scene was, yeah. <clears throat> like, so they're not allowed to get involved, but now he can be lead the Avengers? <clears throat> it's like another one of those like but like, we couldn't help him before but now we can like what? the avengers are known for fighting aliens so i think they can fight aliens they just can't get involved in human versus human conflict maybe sure sounds good <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i'm just making it up because they don't fucking know either well that's again that pokes holes in the why didn't they help with thanos thing from earlier yeah because that's true yeah he's an alien Oh God! Sucks. <laughs> oh God! Um, Cersei talks to Arisham again. She tells him about Ajax and something happening to Earth. He said it's the side effect of the emergence. It's time for you to learn the true purpose of your mission. They were sent to Earth to bring forth the celestial Tiamat. 
Every billion years, new celestials must be born. Seeds are planted in host planets across the universe. Hey, what did you think of the PowerPoint? It's pretty good, right? Uh, not really. <laughs> not, not the best. Uh, in order to grow Tiamat, um, it needs vast amounts of energy from intelligent life. Deviants prevented this by consuming humans until Eternals eliminated them. So basically, Deviants are the good guys. And uh, we're also into Guardians 2 uh, territory here. <laughs> planting With seeds the all planting across. Of the seeds, yeah. <laughs> um, the birth of Tiamat will destroy the planet and everyone will die. The universe is an infinite cycle of creation and destruction, constant exchange of energy. So Thanos snapping away half of all life in the universe um, Loaded would, down. would have set this plan back. But it doesn't make sense. Because if you need to have a celestial born once every billion years, erasing half of all life in the universe would set that back at least 500 million years, right? Maybe more? Easily, yeah. Something. So why so why would Erisham not want to try to stop Thanos? <laughs> Maybe he didn't know what Thanos was up to. I don't know. I mean, no. He created the universe, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So are you saying that Thanos was right? <laughs> if Thanos... Well, I mean, I think he was right anyway, but um, <laughs> if you can assume Thanos knew about the Celestials' plans, then yeah, that would give you a new perspective on it. But, like, Ersham would want to stop Thanos from doing that because he needs to have yeah, a Celestial born... Yeah, plan back, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or else the, all the light in the universe would go out and everything dies. So it doesn't make any, this movie doesn't make any fucking sense. It's like it. It feels like it should have been released a lot earlier. They should have made this movie earlier than they did. Yeah, I, they, like, yeah. They use the energy from planets that they murder to create suns and and form new galaxies, which creates new life. So without these celestials, the universe would fall into darkness. Um, according to Arisham, we don't know if that's true or not. These people are. They, he could be making it up too. Yeah, it could all be bullshit, which is probably what's going to happen whenever these movies. You know, we get more <laughs> of these movies. We learn out, learn that it, he just—it's just what he wants. That's all. Yeah, because we know there's a celestial head in um, nowhere from Guardians of the Galaxy is a planet that's in a celestial head, right? So yeah, um, she learns there's no Olympia. Everything they know is a lie. They've been in lots of these missions. They just get their minds erased. Every time. Now, this is my question. Um, I have a couple questions here. <laughs> How did Erisham come about if Celestials made the universe? Like, what came first, the chicken or the egg kind of situation? Here? <laughs> right? Somebody had to make Erisham. Yeah. That created the yeah. suns and stuff, right? All right. So I'm starting to think he's full of shit. <laughs> right? <laughs> Because it doesn't make sense. He just didn't fucking appear out of nowhere, right? Oh, yeah, right. They have to be born from a planet. Yeah, but at some point, something just appeared out of nowhere, right? <laughs> there was a big bang somewhere. Yeah, but according to him, a celestial can only be born by being planted in a planet and then intelligent life creating that energy. Yeah. So that had to happen for him to be born in order to do everything else. Right. One would think. Yeah. But maybe 
that was just a natural seed that occurred, and now he's he's expanded it to do more. I don't know. <laughs> Does he's, he the, he's the first piece of algae. It <laughs> doesn't make sense. Does he make all Eternals throughout all history humanoid? Because everything we've seen of these Eternals, even whenever they're doing the thing where they show like the warehouse of all the Eternals, they're all humanoid. Yeah. Well, do they look like their host planet, or, or are they humanoid? I would think they would look like their host planet, right? I would too, but they 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 never show that. They just show in, they show them look human the entire well, time. In the PowerPoint, they they had that planet where all the people were blue, but they didn't show any Eternals, right? No, they just show the deviants. And then they have like the the innards of like the you know the factory where they're all being made and stuff, and then you just yeah. kind of see like the outline, and they're all humanoid, right? Well, maybe they can make their outside texture whatever they want. I don't know. <laughs> you assume like they have the same structure, though. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, there's got to be other alien planets where you know they're not upright. You know what I mean? We still we know. haven't seen that in the Marvel universe, though. So oh, I don't know. This movie's fucking stupid. Uh, Ersham created deviants to destroy the host. This is this is also what drives me nuts. He created deviants to destroy host planet's apex predators so intelligent life could grow. But they evolved and became predators themselves. So they had to build Eternals who couldn't evolve to correct their mistake. Right. Um, that sounds like we humans do all the time, though. Yeah, but the Celestial <laughs> created everything in the universe, and like he never thought to like think another step ahead when creating these deviants. It's like, well, what if the deviants become the apex predators and then turn on the life that we're trying to save? Oh, wait, fuck. <laughs> it's like, so stupid. I thought, see, and I thought it was going to come back around that, like, you needed, like, they were the yin to the yang type thing. Like, you needed both in order yeah. for stuff to move up, but they never established nope. that either. <laughs> nope, that's too, too intelligent for the writing of this movie. <laughs> Um, well, they would have, but then you get like you know, swerve, bro. You got to swerve the audience the other way. Stupid. Speaking of stupid, their plan is to get Druid to try to put a celestial to sleep. <laughs> That's the big plan. Um, now we head for the Amazon. I don't know how they know where everyone's living in this, but they just instantly just show up. Well, they all kept in touch, it seems, because like they all mentioned, like, they oh, should, I saw. But they said I they have seen people for five hundred years. <laughs> they say that all the time. They say I haven't seen him for centuries. Was like, well, how the fuck do you know where he's living? Now? <laughs> they had to have moved at some point in those five hundred years. You would think, right? Well, Druid was still in the same place. Well, yeah, he's in the same place, but that... like Australia. Like, were they there? South Dakota? I don't know. Well, it makes sense why, like, Gilgamesh and Thena went to Australia, like, out in the outback to get as far away from everyone and civilization as possible for whenever she has her episodes. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, but th they would have had to have been living there for 1,500 years or so. Well, by how Martha stewart -y he was... <laughs> They they probably did. <laughs> uh, anyway, they go get Druig. Uh, he's in this forest where he's controlling people. That same group he controlled twenty generations worth um, are there. He's still a little bitch. Um, 
Kingo tells Sprite that she's basically Tinkerbell, which is exactly what she is. She is Tinkerbell. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Cersei FaceTimes Dane, he, uh, Jon Snow. He asks her if she is uh, Midas because she can turn things into gold, which is a pretty good question to ask. Yeah. She tells him to make amends with his uncle, and he's like, what? And then she hangs up on him. No, she and, lost connection. It's a joke, Dwayne. Oh. <laughs> <clears throat> Not Stills. a good one, obviously. <laughs> this is speaking of turning things into gold. I'm trying to, all right? <laughs> trying to polish this turd into a nugget of gold. Um, Icarus tells Cersei he's worried about her and what Ersham will do if he finds out she's trying to stop the emergence. She asks Icarus why he left. He says, I didn't want to leave. There's something I got to tell you as he's picked up and <laughs> by a flying deviant. <laughs> um, which sucks for that deviant because he picked the only person who can actually fly. Fly. <laughs> if he would have picked anyone else, he would have been good and would have killed him in like two seconds. But nope, he picked the guy that could fly. <laughs> Just bad luck. Athena starts to go rogue a little bit and starts fighting Icarus while Gilgamesh fights the powerful deviant. Uh, Kingo supercharges his finger blast and blows the head off a of deviant. That was pretty cool. Yeah. That's literally the only thing he does in this movie, was that one little move. Uh, Icarus holds the jaws open and lasers down one of their throat and then like rips the jaw off. Oh man, that was pretty cool too. Oh, he pulled the Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cersei fell into a pool thing, turns one of them into a tree or something fucking stupid. Oh yeah, I remember Icarus. How did you do that? Oh my god, a tree. How amazing. How ever did you do that? Gilgamesh dies, gets his iron fist power sucked out of him. Athena watches it and does nothing. Nice little thank you for protecting me for 5,000 years. I'm just going to watch. Like They established Gilgamesh. like He's probably like the most lovable character up to this point. Yeah. Because of like how he sacrifices his entire life to take care of her. How he can brew beer out of like his own spit and corn <laughs> and then and then yeah and then just boom dead so the the deviant levels up and turns into an alien that can speak english now um it he says that he can remember ajax's memories tells thena he will kill all the internals for what they've done they aren't saviors or murderers which is true yeah he's yeah. not wrong but then Arisham can just send down another factory bunch of Eternals because... They're dolls. He, yeah, they're dolls. Like, So what's the big fucking deal? Yeah. But they don't mention that. <laughs> uh, Gilgamesh's last dying words to Athena was to remember. They burn his body, spread his the ashes Alamo. in the water. Yep, remember the Alamo? <laughs> he goes, Davy Crockett. <laughs> Uh, Druid gives some bullshit about um, without their flaws, our species wouldn't be human. Um, like this, this is where I go on my rant, my notes. Okay. Yeah, because he wanted to control them, right? They've been on how many countless worlds doing this, you know, interacting with species and saving them and all this stuff. Is that such a unique character trait in the universe? Yeah, it's not. What they refer to as like being human, having flaws, loving, you know, you know what I mean? Like you would see that literally everywhere. Why they are so like engrossed with it on this planet, I don't fucking understand. 
I know not every planet's going to be that, but they're going to planets with intelligent life. You know what I mean? So you'll have some planets, I guess, that are like, um, like Spock. You know what I mean? Like those kind of intelligent life where everything's like robotic and where log like logic prevails overall. Yeah, where it they use logic and you know they they don't have sex and you know that kind of stuff. But like, (laughs) like, like this can't be a unique character trait throughout all of time. You know what I mean? It just fucking drives me nuts. <sighs> but I also thought it was weird because he was always like, I can just control these people and stop them from fighting, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, well, they have to do that. They have to have, like, which is it, dude? Pick, pick one side <laughs> yeah. or the other. Pick a lane, buddy. <laughs> um, we have to find Festos, and he picked a side. If you know what I mean. <laughs> Um, they they cut to 1945. Before we get to him, they cut to 1945, the atom bomb, and he starts boohooing, saying that his technology helped them build these bombs. Um, he said these people aren't worth saving. I gotta I gotta say, 80 years later, I think he's right. You give humans the most upgraded technology, they will find ways to make it fuck over everyone else. Or or poor. <laughs> All right. to do with sex. First porn, <laughs> then the other thing. Um, I don't mean to derail, but it, like that reminds me of like Peacemaker when he's talking to Adebayo saying that he's an ally. And she was like, just because you have a lesbian haircut doesn't make you an ally. And he was like, well, I have 4,000 gigabytes of porn that say I'm an ally. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of allies, we find out that... Um, Festos is married. He has a, a husband and a little kid who um, throws football like a little bitch. Um, the son yells, Dad, that's Superman, as Icarus is showing up. Which he's correct, that is Superman. So it's uh, like Festus... Superman, is Superman like, is that a copyright? Or is it to the That's point what I'm where saying. It's kind like, of, it threw me off when he said it? Yeah, like, or is it to the point where it's been around so long that it's public domain? It's no way it's public domain. I don't think because, um, like, yeah, like you can say it. Superman. You can say Superman. You just can't show Superman. Okay, I was about to say, like, if you're like Warner Media, why aren't you? They advertise it. Yeah, they're just because they're just saying the words. I mean. Okay. You can say Superman. You just can't show a cape or. Not only that, they're basically establishing that like Superman's the strongest superhero in both worlds. (laughs) You know. Oh yeah. It's not like they said anything bad about him. So. Both worlds, every medium. Yeah. Superman's the strongest, no matter what. Unless you have a rock. (laughs) I hate Superman so much. Festus said he got lucky with his family and they gave him faith in humans again. He doesn't use his powers anymore. Icarus calls him on his bluff and tries to shoot the, the door and windows, um, but nothing happens. He pounds the table and breaks it, so he didn't reinforce everything. The husband comes in, tells Festus to leave and go with his family, fight in case there's a chance they win and their son can grow up and have his own family. And of course, they had to mention with the table: "Is this vibranium?" <laughs> yep. Of course, they kiss, say goodbye, flash to uh, Iraq. Uh, 
Their uh, archaeologists are about to discover their ship, but Jurig makes them fuck off. He's just getting their car. <laughs> Makari's on the ship. That's great. Uh, they didn't have to go somewhere to try to find her. She was already there. She's just there, buried under the uh, earth for yeah. How did she years. get yeah. the ship? Just like <laughs> hanging out. Um, they're going through the horde of our shit, and um, there's some good advertisement opportunities here. We got Twinkies and some other stuff, <laughs> iPads, product placement. Uh, and a green tablet. And the emerald tablet. Yay. <laughs> um, so to give Druig enough power to control the mind of a celestial, Festa he he Festus needs to make a, like bracelets um, that shut down their regeneration, which gives them extra cosmic energy. Uh, the theory is if deviants can absorb their energy, well, can they absorb each other's? Like why that works with a bracelet, I don't fucking understand. <laughs> but, but whatever, we gotta do it. You go, just, go, Power Rangers! You can just create <laughs> stuff, so why not? Fuck it, who cares? They're in disagreement on what to do. Icarus said Ajax chose Cersei to lead. It's her call. Sprite doesn't like that. And storms away. Kingo says he'll follow Icarus no matter what. Icarus says I'm not who you think I am. Chekhov's confession, right there. <laughs> Um, and then they showed immediately six days ago. <laughs> they do that all the time in this movie. There's like this big revelation moment, and then they cut to the scene, like showing it. Right. It's just like let stuff marinate a little bit. You know what I mean? Like suspense, like mystery. It's like nope. Next scene, six days ago, at Christmas, it's Ajax. He knows the truth about their mission. She talks about Thanos delaying the emergence, but humans fought and brought everyone back with a snap of a finger. Some other bullshit speech about how special humans are. Fuck off. This <laughs> is what I wrote in my notes. Um, <laughs> he takes Ajax to Alaska to show her something. He shows her deviants must have been frozen in the ice for centuries and now they're free. Due to global warming, I assume. The earthquakes. <laughs> the earthquakes. But why would the earthquake wouldn't that make them still wouldn't they still be frozen when they have to melt? Well, you would think, but I think that's what they're applying. All the earthquakes and activity with what freedom? That doesn't make sense. They'd still be frozen. Whatever. Um, that's where I'm drawing the line with this movie. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> he tells her that he can't let her betray Ereshkigal, so he'll kill her. So he will kill her. Wait for the Earth stuff to happen, and then they will run to Ajax and know the Deviants are back. Um, basically just wastes her time while the burns is happening. He pushes her off the cliff, makes her battle the deviants. Papa Bear comes out from behind her, stabs her, sucks the life out of her, steals her powers. Then he flies her dead-ass body all the way back to South Dakota. <laughs> he just like drops down, picks her up, and flies away like boop. Yep. It's bizarre. Um, okay, Icarus what? and Cersei... Go ahead, Baylash. Like what point is this in the movie? Like where this, the other like the second plot twist of where Icarus is the bad guy. Like how far in the movie? Yeah, how far was it again? Uh, I don't have that written down. It's probably an hour fifteen. <laughs> no, it's more than that. No, it's like almost like at the two hour mark. Uh, I'd say it's probably an hour forty. I would guess. Yeah, like that. Like it was. I remember seeing this in the theater and I was just like, it completely took me out of the movie. 
when I saw it in the theater and then again on the rewatch, it was like, it was like all this time they build up the deviants yeah. for, for the, the true villain to be one of the Eternals. <laughs> and not just that, we're going with the evil Superman trope. Yeah. When, when um, they, they announced this movie, what, in 2019? something like that something like that after yeah. like after the boys had like already been premiered and we've already seen like a perfected version of the evil superman trope and it was just like marvel was trying to like they kind of like were just trying to piggyback off of that and like hey we can make a better evil superman in icarus and it was like no like this is the lamest like this is one of the lamest plot plot twists i've ever seen in a marvel movie yeah, it's pretty bad. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, exactly. Like there it like none of the shit that happens in this movie makes any sense or has any meaning so far. Yeah, I agree. Um Icarus and Cersei go back to the place where they fucked. Uh, <laughs> they argue about the trolley thought experiment for a little bit. You so guys know what odd. that is, right? The um do you save the trolley with people on it? Or do you send the trolley on another path that would kill a couple of other people? But you save everyone on the train, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. How many lives are you willing to sacrifice for the greater good? That kind of bullshit. Okay. She gets a throat tingle and knows the emergence has started. <laughs> <laughs> they send Flash to run around the planet to figure out where it's coming from. She finds it on an, a random island. Icarus goes full crazy, blows up Festos' little project. He tells him that he's known about everything since Babylon. He's never going to let him stop the emergence. They realize he killed Ajax. Sprite says she's going with him. Um, she's gone to the dark side because of horniness. And I just got to say, Sprite, we've all been there before. <laughs> it was the only time that character was relatable. <clears throat> Everyone does crazy stuff for the dick. Kamel <laughs> uh, fucks off for the last act of this movie at this point. Uh, okay. He's, yeah. He's literally not. You know what Wait. happened? You know what I bet happened? I bet they killed Kumail and it didn't test well. So they had to do reshoots. I bet all his scenes at the end of the movie are reshoots. But this is to the point where, like, when I, I alluded to earlier, where it was like they've established already that Thena is like the badass of all badasses between these beings, between all of the Eternals. And then all of a sudden, Icarus, you know, our diet RC Cola Superman is now the bad guy. And then it's like everyone's like, oh, we, we have to let oh. it happen because Icar <clears throat> Ic like, we can't take on Icarus. It was like, yeah, you can. You have it, fucking. He's not. He doesn't have like super strength. He can fly and he shoots eight lasers out of his eyes, right? Well, he had yeah. strength too. They all did though. They all. Yeah, really they all strength. do though. It's like they all have like super strength and durability and all this stuff, but they each just have like this other like special ability of theirs. And his was like flight and the laser beam eyes. But Athena's was she's the best warrior of all of them. Yeah, weapons. She she can handle weapons. So even if she's having an episode, just let her have an episode and unleash her on Icarus. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And not only that, uh, the Flash girl, I think, <coughs> I think she whooped on him pretty damn good, too. Like, yeah, I'm getting there. I'm getting to that. Um, 
Yeah, I agree. They could take him easily. I don't know why they're so scared. But do you agree with me that Kumail was probably supposed to be killed and then they rewrote his scenes at the end? Why else would he just disappear for the last act? I didn't, you know, I really didn't think about that. Like, but now that you bring it up, it was like, well, I mean, he, him and Gilgamesh were the only like endearing characters. So if he did die and it didn't test well, that would make complete sense. Yeah, people yeah. are probably pissed that they killed both of those guys. And <laughs> it's like, yeah, you're gonna There's give no a... reason why he's not there. It's like, great Marvel, you always kill the cool ones, right? Well, he he didn't agree with either side, basically, or he he didn't agree with That's her, but he didn't want to fight her, right? Is that, yeah, is that what it was. Yeah, but he he didn't want to pick. He didn't want to fight his family or some bullshit. I don't know. Yeah. It was just an odd turn of like what they were building towards. Yeah. Yeah, because it it was almost like there's two uh, factions, right? There's one that said we need to let this happen, one that said we're not, and you would have thought they were gonna fight each other or something. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> they they want to change the plant instead of putting it to sleep. They want Cersei to kill it. Because <clears throat> she did that, she made that tree one, so therefore they think she can kill a celestial. She says she can't do it. Uh, we all know she can do it, and she will do it as an audience. So <laughs> yeah. the movie's going to pretend like she can't do yeah. it. Yeah, the tree um, kind of triggered that, right? That was the uh... yeah. Because oh, I I never done that before. <laughs> she gets a good little. Pep How talk. did you do it? <laughs> <laughs> she gets a good little pep talk from Thena. Festos comes with an idea that he can repurpose the eyeball and use it to connect everyone's energies or some fucking made-up bullshit. Uh, he takes the ball out of the throat, waves his hand around a little bit, and ta-da. All done. It, that scene, right? They made it seem like he was going to pull that out and it was going to hurt her. Like, it was going to be a bad I thing. I know. Like, he was going to, like, cut her throat open or something. And it, he just, like, gently took it out. And it was like, oh. Oh, oh God. They morph into their outfits, this time with matching bracelets, which is cute. Cuts to the island. Icarus and Sprite are chilling, watching the volcano. Icarus fights Athena in the ship um, as like a distraction method. He flies up there and fights her in the ship. Everyone else activates her bracelets and connects. Icarus interrupts that pretty easily, though. I don't know why they thought that would work. <laughs> <laughs> like, he, like he wouldn't just go down there and just like tackle the people who can't move. Right. Uh, he blasts Druig into the fucking core of the earth. He fucking destroyed him. He cut the ship in half. Flash saves Festos and Thena from it. And she is super pissed. She starts to kick the absolute shit out of Icarus. Yeah. <clears throat> the CGI in this scene was so fucking horrible. Oh my god. The Makari-Icarus fight. Did you guys see how bad that CGI was? It was like it was like Matrix Reloaded and Revolutions bad. Oh, it was so painful to watch. Dwayne, did you notice it? You never noticed no, shit like no, that. No, because I'm not watching on 4K or anything. <laughs> I don't think that matters. I just still still think it would still look shitty. Um, I didn't notice like green screens in this movie, like some of the other movies, where I'm like they're clearly filming this all behind a green screen. I didn't notice that kind of look to this movie at all, which is good, I guess. Um, Cersei realizes, oh, wait, I can kill a Celestial. 
Um, Festus, Athena, and Flash team up on Icarus. And by God, is that the Deviants theme music? <laughs> he, he comes and joins the fun. He just walks out of the water and starts fighting. But he sucks. He's defeated pretty easily in this little scrap. Yeah, and then he that, fucks that, off. And that's what we were talking about before, right? They build this whole Deviant thing up and he just... He's dead. He gets beat up and then he runs into the cave. I know, like, so he had Ajax, Gilgamesh. That's it. Just they're they're those two's powers. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, he had two Eternals powers besides whatever other shit you get as a deviant. And Athena pretty much kicks his fucking dick in. Yeah. Yeah. But we're not there yet. She's not fighting him yet. He fucks oh. off to the to the cave. Okay. Uh, Festos traps Icarus in some sort of sex trap. <laughs> um, of course he would. Athena goes into the cave to one v one the deviant. Uh, Cersei is running through lava somehow. This lava is not melting her uh, robotic body whatsoever. Um. <laughs> Well, she, to... she was manipulating its molecules, remember? If it's not a sentient thing, that she can do that. Okay. Sprite is taking a page of Loki's playbook with the uh, fake vision thing. How she fell for that, I don't fucking know. It's so <laughs> stupid. But she gets a nice little stab right in the back. Um... Well, <sighs> but I have to say, at least they, like, she was, she, she called her Sprite. She, she knew there was a trick there, but. She Obviously, probably, Dwayne. I know, but <laughs> it wasn't was just fucking standing there. I know, but she was just thinking she was up there hologramming herself, so I can see the stab happening. <clears throat> Sprite says she's mad because humans taught her about things she knows she will never have. It's just like, yeah, but you would. <sighs> she probably has this revelation like every fucking planet. She gives some. She's given to some big speech, and the druid just fucking knocks her out from behind. <laughs> uh, thank God. And not only that, wouldn't the Celestials uh, figure out like, hey, maybe we shouldn't make her a little kid. It seems to cause problems. Like, <laughs> I know. This can't be the first time she rebelled because she's like jealous that everyone else can have what she can't. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. And while we're at it, why would they make one of them deaf? Like, if you're creating these. <laughs> Androids essentially, wouldn't you just make them perfect? Like, uh, that's also a really great point. I never thought of that. I don't <laughs> well, that was the whole like they're ticking inclusion thing, inclusion boxes. When this is the kind of movie you can do that with, really, it is. Ersham was so afraid of being canceled that uh, he had to tick some boxes, right? <laughs> um, no, but like it, it, like the Eternals, like this is a movie that you can do that, like have a very diversified cast, try to represent all walks of life. You can do that with because it's not this; they're not these well-established characters that people are going to rebel against if you whatever if you make like yeah, they're not characters people yeah. give a shit about. Yeah, like they're not like you know like people aren't going to be an uproar over Festus being a gay black man or. Um, What's her name again? Makari. Makari being, um, you know, like deaf. No. Like they're not good because they're not that well established characters in the pantheon of Marvel that you can play around with it a bit. 
right to mm-hmm. say that you like oh like you want to <laughs> like when the twitter troll and mob come after them and they're like no look what we did with the eternals like this is what we had in here right yeah i'm just saying from a story perspective it doesn't make sense though like, no absolutely <laughs> like it, it's like it's like they're cutting off what is it what's the expression you cut off your nose to spite your face yeah well, do you know what else doesn't make sense? Um, Here we go. <laughs> the deviant whispering the magic word that Gil- in Gilgamesh's voice to make that would make Athena or Athena Athena snap back to normal so she can play possum and slice that dude up into a million pieces. Why would he say that? That's like he Cause... he knows that's like because she's having an episode there. Her eyes are white. Yeah, when he has her trapped. He has Gilgamesh's memories. He knows. Remember, but she's her pretty fierce when she's in that trance too, though. Right. Like, yeah, but like, why would he want her to like get back? I don't fucking know. It's stupid. Because it's it's Gilgamesh. You know, it's him speaking to her from the grave. So, <laughs> you know, I don't think it thought that much about it. To be honest, um, cuts to the ocean and Tiamat is crowning. Um, <laughs> How how this doesn't kill the earth alone, I have no fucking idea. Like this thing just partially coming out should just destroy the planet, right? Oh yeah. Tidal waves, all kinds of shit. Like Yeah. But no, it's fine. Cersei puts her hand down and turns uh the celestial into stone or ice or I, I thought it was marble. Marble, yeah, I can't I can't really tell. Speaking of that, gets... what kind of flooring should I go with in my <laughs> We'll discuss that after. Uh, <laughs> Cersei will let you know. Um, Icarus gets free and is about to kill her, but he stops. He can't do it because he's a fucking coward. Instead, he remembers the terrible sex they had that one time, and he starts crying. <laughs> <laughs> they all connect their energies into the Unimind or whatever the fuck they called it, and uh, gives her the power to kill the Celestial by turning him into marble, stone, whatever. So the Earth will forever have a giant head and hands sticking out of it. <laughs> um, instead of dealing with the consequences of his actions, Icarus cries more than decides to go Sudsies. Uh, he, he just he, fuck- he fucking Icarus it. That's so stupid. It's so beyond stupid. It's even more stupid because they'll just make a new one of him. <laughs> like- I know, like he's. <laughs> You know, he's the perfect soldier for the Celestials. They but, have all his memories that they can put yeah, in a new body. And but because of the, the you know, shout out to Huey Lewis in the news, the power of love, baby. <laughs> like that prevented him from fulfilling his mission. Which Stupid. which also, you know, like Athena has just mutilated <clears throat> This being that's probably more powerful, this deviant that's more powerful than Icarus, but yet they can't fight Icarus because he's too powerful. Well, what was it? I think it was on the ship when they fought, right? He was like, "You've never fought me," and she was like, "Oh, but I've always wanted to." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's always like, "You know, I'm gonna whoop that ass." <laughs> My uh, next line of notes would be, you would think Makari would be blind in order to be in love with Druig, not deaf. 
you can tell your uh, future wife that, Baylash. That I said I'll that. Tell me, yeah, I'll tell Mrs. B that. Well, <laughs> so she'll, she... prob- she'll probably listen to this episode because I'm not derailing it with a Thailand story. <laughs> she didn't like the Thailand story? Well, no, listen uh, to the Thailand story. Please download Wet Ass Popeyes on Burn Appetite. <laughs> I do have a, like an add-on to the Thailand story. Is recently, no, like recently, a Navy buddy of mine was in town for the Penn State bowl game. That was on that ship and on that deployment with me, and he he listened to the episode and he was like, he was like, we were talking about it, and Mrs. B was like, I can't believe he told that to him, and my Navy buddy was like, I can't believe he watered it down. <laughs> Is he is he referring to the fish? <laughs> you get it, watering down the fish. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Because <laughs> he he brought up to her like, because she didn't believe me. I told her like the full aspects of it, and then when he backed it up, she was like, "Oh, they really did that." <laughs> I believe it. Yeah, but it was a lot worse than just the fish. <laughs> But we don't need to get into that. Yeah, talking the Eternals. Save it for Popeyes too. <laughs> um, we'll save it for the Long John Silver episode. <laughs> oh God, man, Captain. What, we're gonna have to. That's gonna have to be a special episode. It seems like everybody wants to do Long John Silvers now. We can't. We cannot replace my wife's episode. <laughs> if you want me to continue to live, yeah, we can't. Um, we, we can't define Princess Lockard. <laughs> Queen. Queen Locker. Uh, Queen Locker, sorry. Cersei somehow still has power from the Unimine and knows that she can turn Sprite human. Like, somehow she fucking knows that this is a thing she can do. Well, I um, think she's just established she can just change anything, right? And I guess. Fucking who a, cares? She's a robot. I'll just change you into a human. The movie's Fuck almost it. over. Who cares? And, oh, and no, she went fucking Super Saiyan, guys. That's what happened. And they can't use that character in another movie unless she grows up, so... Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smart. Yeah. Very smart, Dwayne. Yeah, that's a, that's why wouldn't they think of that? That's a pretty big problem. <laughs> um cuts to two weeks later, they're at Ajax house. Um Festo's husband's watching the news story on what happened. Um Festo's is a helicopter parent, really bad, is what I have on my notes. <laughs> um what, what, helicopter parent, what's that? Like, like real overprotective, and like won't let him talk to Athena, and you know what I mean. Like, okay, like like hovering over his child like all the time. Call okay, that helicopter okay, parent because you're you know helicopter hovering over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Druig, Flash, and Athena go onto the Damo and fly away. Um, Festos and Cersei stay behind on Earth. Kingo stays, but who gives a shit about him? And I guess Sprite is going to go live with Kingo. She can go anywhere because she's like a grown up, or not a grown up, but a human now. And will grow up. I don't know why she goes with Kingo, but she does. Well, because he's a rich ass Bollywood actor. That's yeah, why. I mean, it's probably a good decision. She doesn't yeah. have money and probably have to go to school. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Who cares? Well, John Snow arrives. No, that was a joke. He said, don't you have school or something? I think that was a joke. 
Uh, Jon Snow arrives. They go for a walk in the park. He's still disappointed she can't change him into a giraffe. John John tells her he loves her. He tells her, remember when we talked about no more secrets? Well, I have a secret. My family history is a little complicated. Um, and then... I, in my notes, I have Skay obviously knows what he's talking about. Skay's not here, so fuck him. Um, <laughs> he's interrupted by Cersei feeling some huge energy presence. It's Erisham. He picks her up and yoinks her the fuck away from Earth. <laughs> okay, this was my favorite part of the movie because I don't know about you guys, but I saw this as an homage to the 1995 classic live-action Mortal Kombat movie. At the very <laughs> end. The, the get-over him. No, at the very end, when um, sh- like after like you know Liu Kang defeated Shang Tsung, when they're all celebrating that Earth Realm's gonna survive, and then Shao Kahn just says "fuck it" and I'm gonna invade, uh, I'm gonna invade Earth Realm, and he just pops up in the sky like Arisham did. I don't think that was the intention of this uh, movie. I'm sorry. <laughs> in my head, it is because it makes it more bearable what I sat through. <laughs> He says, you've chosen to sacrifice a celestial for the people of this planet. I will spare them, but your memories will show whether or not they're worthy to live. Now, was there and, was there three of them, right? All yeah. three of them were up there, right? They just focused yeah. on Cersei. Yeah, but yeah, no, they did There reveal, should be four of them. No, they did reveal it was Cersei, Kingo, and uh, I believe... Uh, Festus, right? Festus, yeah. Oh yeah, because Sprite's not an Eternal anymore. Right. Yeah. There's only. And then the other three were off on, on the, the ship. On the ship. So he'll return for judgment, and decide whether or not he wants to kill them later. <coughs> I guess he disappears. Jon Snow's pissed. Looks like he needs some sort of weapon that has the power to cut through anything. <laughs> um, which is weird. Uh, end of movie. So then we get two end credit scenes. The first one is Thena, Druig, and Flash are all on their ship. They're talking about how they haven't heard from the others for a while. Thena figures out why. They feel a weird presence coming. Through a portal flies a little drunken troll, Pat Oswald. <laughs> Pip the troll. He does this nice little song entrance for the Prince of Titan, the brother of Thanos, defeater of Black Roger, Harry Styles. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Eris. You know, there uh, was one direction they could go with that, and I didn't see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> They're here to help the Eternals. He has an eyeball in, in his hands, too, and says, your friends are in big trouble, and I know where to find them. Wait, he had an eyeball in his hand? Uh-huh. Yeah. I never picked up on that. The golden eyeball. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, the thing to communicate with Erisham. Okay. Oh, right, right. The right, eyeball. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, Apparently yeah. my name for it isn't catchy enough or too confusing. <laughs> the eyeball. No, um, it's because this movie's so fucking confusing that you forget about it. The second end credit scene, Jon Snow is unlocking a box. He's hesitant, though. He keeps going back and forth on whether or not he should do it, but he really wants to do it. Inside the box is a sword wrapped in bandages. It's like whispering at him. Engraved is death is my reward. I think that it, it was kind of liquidy looking too, right? Like the yeah, metal is like a, yeah, it was almost like a symbiote kind of looking thing. It's not a symbiote, but the you know that kind of 
Uh, he goes to touch it, and a voice from the side says, Sure you're ready for that, Mr. Whitman? Now, when I saw this in the movie theater, I texted Rami, who I knew was watching the movie um, like an hour after I was done with it. Dwayne was going later on in the weekend, and Adam was going later. So I texted Rami. I said, tell me who you think the voice is. And that's all I said. He said, okay. I was like, you'll know what I'm talking about. And then uh, we were talking, and I was like, that is Mahershala Ali, 100,000%. Rami's like, was it? I couldn't tell who it was. I thought it was like maybe Sam Jackson or something. I was like, nope. I know that voice from anywhere. Yeah, I knew it wasn't Sam Jackson, but I didn't know who it was. Do you know who it was when you first heard it, Baylash? Well, no, because remember, I texted you. Who the fuck was that voice? Uh, yeah, you did. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, you did. It's like, that's Mahershala Ali, baby. Blade. That's exciting, huh? No, it is, because that honestly, Blade's the one, the movie that I'm looking forward to the most. It just Probably got delayed, too. right? Oh, are you serious? I think so. What I assume happened is Marvel hasn't decided on like his final look yet, so instead of having him stand there and say it, they had it off camera. Yeah, because between Blade and Fantastic Four, like those are the two ones I'm looking forward to the most. Movie wise, yeah, movie wise. But like, I really dug the like the you know like the first three Blade movies. I love those movies. So, and then you're putting in someone like Mahershala Ali as Blade. Like, sign me up. Like, I can't wait for that fucking movie to come out. Yeah, and he requested to to do it, you know. Like oh, he, he did? Yeah, he's like, that's why they brought him in, because he was like, no, I want to do this movie. I thought they brought <laughs> yeah. him in because he was Mahershal. I didn't know that he was like... No, he like demanded it. I mean, he did demand it, but he said, yeah. I want to be I want to be in Marvel and I want to be this character. Because I remember not only that, I also asked Bernie to explain to me... Um, Whitman, you said what he's the Black Knight, right? Yeah. Yes, he's the Black Knight. And then I asked Bernie to like break down for me because I don't know that part of Marvel very well. Yeah. Well, and then him, Black Knight, Blade, Moon Knight. There's one other Ghost Rider or something, right? They yeah, Ghost Rider. They have like a team thing they do too. So 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 the Black Knight, his sword can cut through literally anything, and. When you kill something with the sword, the darkness takes control of you more and more. Like the more you use it to kill stuff, the more the darkness. Yeah, takes I remember you, you. I remember you told me that. Do you remember what I said back to you? What I no. said that I said that's metal as fuck. I want to see that. <laughs> so, like, as a good guy, he'll be he can be killing stuff with his sword, but it's gonna but it's making him, him evil. Yeah, yeah, it's making him evil. The more he has to use it to try to defend, you know, whatever. Yeah, so, it'd be pretty good. Um, Do you think they're <laughs> setting up a show though? I think they're setting up like a Disney Plus show. I don't know. The Midnight Suns. Yeah, that would work. So right that now, would, that would work well as a Disney Plus show. Right it's, now, all the movies that we know for sure like are happening, like soonish, are all like sequels and shit. Yeah. So and they keep doing all the new characters on Disney Plus, and at some point, you know, you gotta. You gotta transfer that into the fucking movies. You know what I mean? You just can't keep doing shows. Yeah. Well, I think that. But you can build yeah. characters better on the show. I think. Like this, yeah. Eternal should have been a, a show, so you could have yeah. built these characters. Eternal should have been fucking made. 
it shouldn't. It's it right now. It serves no purpose in the thing in the universe other than to be confusing and not make sense. But I think it's a setup for something else that's coming. Well, obviously, obviously, it's a setup for fucking something else. But it's still right. It sucks. <laughs> yeah, well, that's where like, where for me, where I want to like, it's like okay, what what was the purpose of this movie? What are we establishing? Because now that we're in saying that the Disney Plus shows are part of Phase Four and that's also furthering the universe, it was like okay, we've already gotten introduced to who's supposed to be our next like big bad. Like Kang the Conqueror, he's in my mind. I was like, he's supposed to be this big bad. But then they introduce this threat of the Celestials, and it was like, okay, well, what direction are we going with here, Marvel? Galactus? I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do. I think it's gonna go towards Galactus, especially if they're bringing in the Fantastic Four. Yeah. I mean, what other way do you go? You can't have Doom as the bad the bad guy of the first Fantastic Four movie. He has to be the end credit, like. Yeah. I think, and I I will come my pants. (laughs) (laughs) But I think, like, it's like they've already established, though, that it's like Kang's gonna be the next, like, he's gonna be like the next Avengers threat level threat. I don't think they've established that. I think that's just kind of what everyone's assuming. He's the bad guy in Ant Man three. That's all we know. Okay. I just like because of how like Loki ended. Yeah, that, he's that, that to me like was like okay, this is the next like he's the next one up after Thanos. That's that's how I took it. I'm I'm assuming Kang's going to be the next big bad, but we can't like confirm that yet. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that's what to me was like after that. Like why? Like what was the purpose of this entire movie? Uh, well, uh, that. It's great that you're saying that because we can actually include this in our next segment, which is our rank them and rate them segment. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, scale this movie one to ten, ten being the highest, one being the lowest per canon. What do you give Eternals, Baylash? I will let you go first as our special guest. Okay. Um, so. And then we'll each give our score, and then we'll each give our. <clears throat> say our rankings of the 26 movies it's always fun okay so i give my score and then my ranking just the no, score just, your, just the score and then we'll everyone will give a score and then we'll go around to the okay. ranking. well my score for this movie was like to me it served no purpose the most interesting thing for this movie from my perspective to come out of it was the second end credit scene yep i agree and it, like it felt like it kept like this 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 movie can best be described as you know you're cutting off your nose to spite your face because they would do things but then they would you know they would contradict themselves like later on in the movie and they kept like ping-ponging back and forth and you know for everyone that gives justifiably the dceu has not put out enough bankers as as compared to marvel but this was marvel's like first like full-on dud to me but when you're this is the 26th movie in you're gonna have some (laughs) you're gonna have some but the fact that it took them this long for like the absolute dud because even out of like 
all the other movies that they release that you might not think are as good as some of the others, there's redeemable qualities to them. And to me, there's no redeemable quality at all to this movie. So for that, I would give this a 2.3. Okay. <laughs> yeah, damn. <laughs> Dwayne? Uh, I'm not quite that low. Because <laughs> I, I think I still have faith in Marvel that something from this movie is going to lead to something else. I know, but, I mean? you can't, like, you, but you can't... The movie's the movie. You can't, well, can't I know, I know. affect your score. The movie's yeah, yeah. a movie. But uh, I went with the 5.5. 5. That's pretty low for you, though, Dwayne. Yeah. 5.5. 5. Um... Boy, um, I agree with Baylash. This movie has no redeeming qualities to it whatsoever. It all it did was make things not make sense in the universe. The movie itself doesn't make sense. It contradicts itself. It's not good. It's not even really that entertaining. Like the comic relief stuff with Karun Patel, I thought was the by far the best part of the movie. And it was so little part of the movie. It was like yeah. maybe 10 minutes I mean, worth. It was too big of a story, basically, for a movie. This... It didn't know what it wanted to do. The director said she was heavily influenced by Man of Steel. And it showed. Like, just the way like Icarus would fly around is like right out of Man of Steel. Right. Where he would fly like upright, you know what I mean? And like shoot his eye lasers and, and then dive head first and fly towards him like... I think the most damning thing about it, though, is it, like, it was boring. Yeah, it's very. It it was a DC movie. Not only was it a, it's the plot of Justice League for one, where you have to go find the rest of your teammates who have been you haven't had contact with for fucking ever or whatever. Like it's, it's very apropos though, given that these were characters that were created by uh, Jack Kirby. Yeah, and that Jack Kirby's also the creator of Darkseid. And Steppenwolf, yeah, who are the villains in of Justice League? No, I'm giving this movie a two point five. Ooh, dang! Tied with Incredible Hulk. (laughs) Will it beat out Incredible Hulk for the worst movie of the MCU? We'll find out next when we. Rank them. Now, Baylash. Yes, sir. Uh, tech, technically, you should go first on this part of it, but I also like guests to uh, maybe watch one round and kind of get an idea of how we how we go through it. It's up to you whether or not you want to do yours first. or You guys you got know. it? If you got it, go ahead. I'm ready. I did my homework, brothers. I'm ready to go. I know, but the cadence of doing it. Do you remember oh, how I, we do it? I know you guys did the cadence, so I... Uh... I'll try it's to... fine. You can you can do it your own way. You don't need okay. to. Because I didn't do it by like twos and threes. I actually, if they were sequels, I just gave this the um, what is it? Not the, what's it called? The subtitle or whatever. I wrote that instead of. Oh, that's even harder. Yeah. That's a lot of words. That's yeah. all right. You do you, man. Okay. So, for my rankings, I have Ragnarok one. Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Black Panther 3, 
Doctor Strange 4, Winter Soldier 5, Infinity War 6, Guardians Volume 2 7, Iron Man 8, Far From Home 9, Shang-Chi 10, Endgame 11, Avengers 12, Spider-Man Homecoming 13, Civil War 14, Ant-Man 15, Captain America First Avenger 16, Thor 17, Ant-Man and the Wasp 18, Incredible Hulk 19, Iron Man 320, Age of Ultron 21, Iron Man 222, Dark World 23, Captain Marvel 24, and then Eternals 25, and I had to DNQ Black Widow because I haven't seen it yet. And Hulk. You had Hulk in there, too. He had Hulk at 19. Yeah. Oh, did he? Yeah, Hulk. you're surprised because it was so high up. Yeah. <laughs> Hulk. Hulk to be at the end. I got to admit, Hulk movie has a little bit of a special place in my heart because when my nephew was like around four, it was Hulk and Iron Man. Those are like the only two DVDs he had. And he would watch them endlessly. And every time I would like babysit him, this is my oldest nephew, by the way, who's like going to be 16 here soon. I would basically watch the Incredible Hulk with him like every time I would babysit him. But... Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> um, he sucks so bad. All right. Uh, I'll go next and save Dwayne for last. So you got Thor 3 1, Avengers 3 2, Captain America 2 3, Spider Man 1 4, Avengers 1 5. Guardians of the Galaxy 1, 6, Iron Man 1, 7, Black Panther 1, 8, Shang-Chi 9, Ant-Man 1, 10, Doctor Strange 1, 11, Spider-Man 2, 12, uh, Avengers 4, 13, Captain Marvel 1, 14, uh, Captain America 1, 15, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, 16, Captain America 3, 17, Avengers 2, 18, Thor 1, 19, Iron Man 2, 20, Black Widow 21, Thor 2 22, Thor, or Iron Man 3 23, Ant Man 2 24, Eternals 25, Incredible Hulk 26, but they are tied. <laughs> I could flip, I will flip flop them every time I do the list. I think. <laughs> they are tied. Um, Dwayne. All right. Avengers 4 1, Avengers 3. Two, Thor three, three, Avengers one, four, Spider Man one, five, Captain America three, six, Iron Man one, seven, <clears throat> Doctor Strange eight, Captain America two, nine, Guardians one, ten, Spider Man two, eleven, Captain America one, twelve, Black Panther thirteen, uh, Shang-Chi fourteen, Guardians two, fifteen, Captain Marvel sixteen. Thor 1, 17, Iron Man 2, 18, Iron Man 3, 19, Ant-Man 1, 20, Avengers 2, 21, Thor 2, 22, Ant-Man 2, 23, Eternals 24, Black Widow 25, Hulk 26. You thought Eternals was better than Black Widow? Yeah. They both, but they both, it's like you and the other two, like they both, there was no reason for them. Yeah. Ugh. As bad as Black Widow is, uh, there's no way Eternals is better than Black Widow. 
boy. All right. Well, that should just about wrap things up. Skay, close us out. (laughs) (laughs) Skay's not here to close us out. Um, Where's your keyboard at? Baylast, do you have anything you'd like to plug away other than your episode of Wet Ass Popeyes on Burn Appetit? <laughs> I just like to plug away the Cross the Streams network. I enjoy them. My man. Yeah. I, I, I stand the Cross the Streams network. <laughs> I love it. Perfect. Dwayne, do you want to close us out this week? You got anything? <laughs> I got nothing. I'm not the closeout guy. <laughs> okay. Well. I'm not either. I wish uh, Arishem would yoink me the fuck out of this universe and never have to watch Eternals ever again. Because this well, movie if sucks. You, if you want a better Eternals experience, read Batman Eternal by Scott Snyder. Mm. Batman does exist in this universe. He does. <laughs> it was established in this movie. I will say, the um, I was watching the Honest trailers um, review of Eternals it just came out the other day and I just kind of fast forward to see what they title every movie because I love the way that they do like dumb movie puns and stuff and they titled Eternals Eternal Runtime of a Plotless Grind instead of Eternal (laughs) Sunshine of a Spotless Mind or whatever and I just thought that was like so brilliant because that's exactly what this movie is it's it feels like eternity watching it. It's plotless. It's pointless. It's a grind. It's fucking terrible. And uh, I'm pretty excited because next episode, unfortunately, Rami's going to be joining us for it. So it's going to be Dude, a fucking I, four-hour episode. I am so jealous of this next episode. What but, you guys are covering next is such a phenomenal fucking movie. Spider-Man, no spoilers. Spider-Man, No Way Home with Rami. So strap in for a four-hour episode of that. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to this episode. And uh, make sure you check out Cross the Streams Media and all of the podcasts on there, especially Three Beers and a Mic and Burn Appetit. Until next time, we will see you guys later. has been a Cross the Streams media podcast.